You are now listening to the Film Frequency Podcast, hosted by your professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. What's going on, film family? It's your boy, CEO Hayes, and if I'm here, you know that I'm joined by my brother, the prodigal one, Mr. JB. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, film family? The boys are back in the building. We're back. We took a week off. Uh, First, it was me, and then it was something happened with you later in the week when we were trying to record. We're here now. It's, you know what? There's not a lot of new movies being released, so fuck it. We're here when we're here. Um, We are here this week. We're going to be reviewing Freaky. Uh, a movie that me and you were pretty, I think we were both pretty excited to see. Um, and we'll talk about how those expectations went, uh, whether they went more positive or more negative. But before we get into that, we got to get into some news from around the movie landscape. First one, I know you don't watch the show, at least I don't think that you do, unless you picked it up randomly streaming when you were bored. Uh, Supernatural, one of my top five favorite shows of all time had its season finale this past week after 15 years of being on the air. It was the longest genre show to ever air on TV, meaning uh, the longest one that, was, that dealt with like supernatural stuff and stuff like that. Um, you Have you ever even seen an episode of Supernatural? I have not. Okay. it's it's first The first five seasons of Supernatural, I would say, are the best overarching story ever told in TV. You know I watch a lot of TV. Yes. It's honestly one of the best overarching ones. Season six, seven, and eight, eh, so-so. But then they found, some way, somehow, they found their footing again in season nine and then had six more really great seasons. And then, like, the last four seasons told another overarching story that were great again. I've never seen a show quite like it that was able to kind of regain um, some great footing after that. But I just wanted, one of my favorite shows of all time, I just wanted to start it off by saying, you know, a great finale. A great finale. It wasn't one of those ones. This the episode before it was actually the series finale. I say this last episode was more like a bookend. It was an epilogue in a book. It was something that let you know where their characters ended up. It didn't really add a lot to the story, but it was a really, really great thing. I wanted to take some time to point that out. But let's get into some actual movie news. Universal Studios has now inked a deal with both Regal and Cinemark, two of the largest chains, the only one. Um, and even Cineplex, which is the Canadian's largest one, they also ink to deal with them. AMC is the last one holding out, but they are now shrinking the theatrical window. And that is that if a film, well, it's it's kind of twofold. If a film does over $50 million in its opening weekend, it has to stay in the theaters exclusively for 31 days. If it does not, it, it, it drops down to 17 days. It can go to streaming, to all the streaming platforms. There's been a lot of speculation this may end movie theaters what do you think about this jb so i feel like we've had this um not necessarily this particular subject but we've had that whole thing about movie theaters ending movie theaters ending and it is absolutely a very viable um argue, uh, argument argument it it, it it could happen but mm-hmm. i still feel even though covid has been going on forever it's still early to see what happens and where it goes because um there's a strong chance like if someone told us whatever, 10 years ago, whenever it was, hey, you know what? One day you're going to wake up and there's going to be no more blockbuster video. You'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, no, there's always going to be blockbuster. But look, there is no more blockbuster. Yeah. So you never know. Uh, you know, technology is a funny thing. And, and and not only technology, but just the way certain things are done is always evolving. 
So who knows? Maybe we'll look back and and COVID will be known as the thing that killed uh, you know movie theaters. But I I, I want to say I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're always going to have movie theaters. It's just a pastime. Um, you know, you said it yourself countless times. Um, you know, you before COVID, you and your kids and everything. It was a a family thing every single Friday. Mm. So I think uh, there are a lot of families like that. So I, I, I'd hate to see it go away. Yeah, I mean, the thing. So, I mean, they haven't at least officially haven't said this deal could be uh, a year. Uh, it could be five years. It could be only until COVID It's like we don't they haven't announced anything as far as the length. My my thinking is, is that while COVID is going on, even probably the first year afterwards, a vaccine reportedly is in the works. That's, that's ready to be sent out or whatever that it's still going to take a while for people to go back to theaters. Um, so I can understand it during that. This is unprecedented times. But if we're talking about once the world is back up and running, if this deal is still in place, because, yeah, right now it's just universal. But those other those other movie co- production companies aren't going to want to sit around and, and not have the ability for their movies to go to streaming either. So I feel like this is a this is a one of those things where it's going to be looked at as the first domino that changes everything eventually because Disney is refocusing on Disney plus they're refocusing on streaming. Um, every, every Warner brothers everywhere is, is going to see this and think, all right, so why do we have to say, why do we have to be beholden to these old deals? And that's when you start seeing theater chains. Then like, I, I will never say that theaters are going to go away forever. I just don't think that I don't, I, but the, the big money maker that they are now, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Now, the only thing to say against this argument is as much as people say streaming killed television, right? Well, cable or whatever. It didn't. It did in a way, but it really kind of just it turned into like right now. If you were to subscribe to almost every subscription service, you'd be paying more than what you paid in cable. Of course. So Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. Yeah. You had all that shit up and you pay more than cable. So it's it's just like. You know, I can see a world in five years from now, we have way less theaters than what we do now, but they're never going to go away completely, bro. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Um, It may it may decrease, as you're saying, but I don't think it'll ever go away because at the end of the day, while it makes financial sense, um, again, you know, you you have four kids. Uh, that's five people going out and getting getting, um, you know, snacks and shit. <laughs> you're talking what almost a hundred dollars right there mm-hmm. whereas even if you rent a, even if you can get a movie at home for 50 bucks you're still ahead of the game by 50 dollars because you eat you eat your stuff at home yeah. and you save 50 percent. and that and i don't like that's at 50 dollars. i don't think the price one's gonna be like that i think the price one probably something closer to 19.99 or something like that 29.99 i really don't know but even if it's 80 dollars, you're still ahead of the game yeah yeah so I guess we'll, it remains to be seen how this is ultimately going to play out in the long term. It's going to be something we're going to have to watch. It's not going to be immediately known uh, for a while what the, the long-term effects of this are, but we'll continue to monitor it. Um, moving into more news. Uh, so Fox, which, I mean, not Fox, I'm sorry, Disney, which now owns the Predator series after purchasing Fox, which I wonder if that means they also own Aliens too. Um, they are actually rebooting uh predator it's happening officially they have hired the director of clover 10 cloverfield lane uh dan trackenberg to direct this uh predator reboot what do you think about this bro like predator the original is an all-time classic predator 2 with danny glover is okay it was okay 
Um, I really did like the uh, the one with Adrian Brody. Predators, I think, was the name of that one. I, re- I fairly like that one for the most part. But, but Predator series really, as iconic as it is, it's only had one successful movie. What do you think about this franchise being rebooted? Yeah, the original. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I'm surprised this movie wasn't rebooted a long time ago because Predator, the original Predator, was massive. I mean, the cast and just everything about it. So, um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty surprised they waited this long to, you know, to come out with another uh, reboot of Predator. But yeah, I, I'll get behind it. It all depends on what kind of cast we get. You know, when we talk about these reboots, I'm, I'm open for any and all reboots. I have no problem. Mm-hmm. My main concerns are always how authentic is going to be from the original and how uh what what's the cast going to be like yeah i mean and to its credit they did just have a movie two years ago so it's not like the predator series has been dead for a decade or whatever they just had a a sequel uh not too long ago like i said i think it was 2018 um but i I would really like to see it get back to the roots um how do you like these like the recent ones i don't know if you've seen them or not like they introduce new predators and mutant predators and it's just a bunch of shit like that i would like to see it get back to the roots of you're being hunted by this creature that just won't fucking stop that's what's terrifying about it you don't even need to, to come out with a super black predator which i think was in the last one or whatever like you don't need all that to me that fear of having something that's coming after you that no matter what you throw at it just won't stop is is enough in a movie like that yeah i think a a lot of nowadays a lot of people always try to go think bigger is better Mm. but sometimes just being simple and and for lack of better word basic sometimes can get the job done and and what you're saying yeah go back to to what got you to the show you know what what got you what got you your success you know Basic sometimes is okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially with, I, I know Predator became more of action, but I, originally I really feel like that it was action horror. But with horror movies, it's been proven. Keep to the basics. That's really what is the is the the butter in, in horror movies. Like the bread and the butter is that if you can keep it really simple but good, you have a successful movie on your hands. Now, talking about reboots, this one's a, a sequel, but Scream 5, um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but they released the cast list, uh, the names. So we now we know who's all related. We have more people that are related to Sydney. We have uh, the main character from 13 Reasons Why is actually related to the deputy in the last movie, who's now the sheriff. Um, the guy or the girl? The the girl with the blonde hair. Okay. Um, so we have a lot of these. And, and what's been said about this is this is really going to be one that sets the stage for new characters to take over the franchise. Even in Scream 4, it was still very much about Sydney. Uh, that's what it came down to. But it really seemed like there's going to be a passing of the torch. Now, me and you talked about uh, this when it was originally announced. And we had some speculation. I think I originally presented and you thought it would be a great idea. What if Sydney is finally snapped and she's the killer, right? And while they no, those spoilers like that haven't been announced completely, some things that, that make me think th- that we may be on. And maybe it's not Sydney. Maybe it's Courtney Cox. Maybe it's or David Dewey. Arquette, who's been through probably more physically than anyone else. So, but something that makes me think that one of these characters may be the killer in this one is that it's it that uh Randy's sister is signed to come back on. Pretty much all speculation she's going to be the opening kill, which means that it's personal. She showed up in one movie. She was the, the sister of Randy. I'm really really think that and then how this cast is being announced where they have cast some really young stars in hollywood that can carry the mantle bro i really 
I, maybe it's my, maybe it's just me getting my hopes up too hard. But the director said this is a passing of the torch. The director said this is how we are going to build a new legacy for Scream. I think the title is actually Scream Legacy. I think is the name of it. But um, all this being said, bro, will we finally get an actual shocker of the of who's the killer in Scream Five? Because at this point, it being somebody who's a new character to this movie, that that it's not going to be that's boring to me. If we're bringing everyone back, make it somebody that we care about. Go ahead, bro. It has to be something impactful because whatever happens, mm -hmm. it has to be enough for you to care about this new character or characters. Something impactful has to happen. Like when we um, we had talked about um, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 when they killed off Nancy mm -hmm. and they were trying to um, get into Kirsten. Well, we saw Nancy die and we saw the connection between Nancy and Kirsten. Um, obviously, that didn't work out and et cetera, et cetera. However, it has to be something along the same lines where – this person's, you know, maybe Nev Campbell's character dies or she's the killer herself. Mm -hmm. And there has to be something impactful to happen. So I am hoping they're not just fucking blowing smoke here just to get the movie hyped up and it just falls flat. But Scream has always delivered. It's been one of my favorite um, horror franchises. And um, yeah, I would love to see the killer be uh, Sydney. But I feel like American movies they don't take those risks like international movies, like Japanese movies and stuff, South Korean movies. Mm -hmm. They have absolutely no problem killing anybody. They have no problem making the star turn out to be the killer. They, they take those risks, but I feel like American films are more conservative in that, in that, in that uh, sense. They definitely are. American films are more terror scared to like kill off main characters. Right. Whereas right. Me, you talked about it in the last one we reviewed alive, like, Japanese, Korean movies, they don't give two fine fucks. They will kill anybody at any time. Everybody's up for grabs. Um, I wouldn't mind. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I just hope that they have something that's going to really make this one feel different than just another cash grab for a Scream franchise. But that remains to be seen. We'll definitely be reviewing that movie here. That that goes without fucking question. That will sure. be reviewed when it comes out. Uh, they're in the middle of filming now, so we'll continue to see. Uh, bro, last news topic for this week. Coming to America 2, which originally was supposed to be released in December, got pushed back to March, uh, a March release um, in 2021, which I it's coming straight to streaming anyway. So that's I understand when like movies that were supposed to be theatrical get pushed back. But this is supposed to be the stream. We need content. So it's surprising me that they're leaving that on because, I mean, you're pushing it back to March. Theaters may be like, people are planning to release new movies again in 2021. Um, theaters are planning to reopen again. So, like, does that hurt? I guess well, that remains to be seen. What do you what think? What is about? the purpose of what is the the movie's already fucking done? It's Phil. done. It's so a what done is the movie. Purpose pushing it. I it makes absolutely no sense, bro. If this all this does is tell me is this movie's terrible. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know. And also, if it is terrible, March is an absolute horrific time to to bring out a movie because March, you know, that that like January and February, and uh, you know, sometimes the beginning of March is usually you're not getting the best of the best. Mm -hmm. But now, once you get into March, April, you got, you get springtime coming around. Then you start seeing some of the good movies, and then obviously summer is when you get all your blockbusters, or whatever. So now would be the time to 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 come out with a movie. Um, we don't know what the world is gonna look like in March. Um. What if every I'm just saying whatever everything opens back up and everything, you know, we don't know what it looks like. So why not just take advantage of it now? Do it now rather than getting pushed back. I, I just don't I don't I don't get it. I guess I, I really don't have high. I, I did it first when this was announced and everything that's come out since then has just made me less and less excited for this movie. I really don't Agreed. have high hopes for it at all. Once it w went from a theatrical release to Amazon Prime bought it. 
And it's just like nobody sells a hit like that from Eddie Murphy, considering he's coming off the the movie that he had on Netflix. And people are like all back in like Eddie Murphy being a I know we weren't you weren't as big on the movie, but Eddie Murphy as an actor is being recognized again. For, no, for, no, yeah. of course. Yeah. But what, what, why I kind of made that face is um, you're saying like um, if it's a big hit, no, Biden. I wouldn't necessarily say that because look at Irishman. They got bought by Netflix and that was, well, I would say. No, that's different, though. That was, wasn't was already shot. They bought the rights to that True. and came out with the deal because people didn't want to put the, the theaters didn't want, I mean, um, production companies didn't want to put the money in the budget that was needed True. to go into this. This is completely different. This movie was shot, finished edited, product. and finished product, and the people who owned it said, you know what? No, nah, Amazon, you want this? You can go ahead and buy it. Yeah, because if you know you have you have gold in a box, why yeah. would you sell it to anybody? Exactly. You just hold on to it and make you millions. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but that's it for the news, bro. Are you ready to hop into this movie and discuss Freaky? Let's get freaky. Good morning. Good morning. That's me, Millie. Ordinary, boring Millie. I love your dress. I think I saw it at Discount Bonanza. <laughs> okay, so I was never the most popular. Homecoming's this weekend. Booker is gonna be at the dance. And boys never really noticed me. <laughs> Honestly, if this was a horror movie, I'd be one of the first ones to get killed. Cute, the creepy dude in the mask. Like I said. <laughs> but actually, it turns out. Where am I? I didn't get killed. Oh my god, why do I sound like that? I woke up in the killer's body. <laughs> The Blissfield Butcher strikes again. Don't freak out. Ah! You're black. I'm gay. We are so dead. Ow! Will you stop? It's me. It's Millie. Hill. Hill. Blissfield. Hi. Feel our glory and our might. All right. So that should have been the trailer for Freaky. Um, bro, I don't know how you want to attack this, uh, this review, right? The thing that I want to point out from it is if people don't realize what a fucking gem Vince Vaughn is from this movie. You need to wake the fuck up. Regardless of whatever comes out, whether we like the movie or didn't, Vince Vaughn and what he's able to do, and the fact that you, at least for me, I believe that there was a 13-year-old girl in his body from the majority of this movie is great. But uh, what were your overall thoughts on the film, bro? So let me talk about my thoughts coming in. Okay. So I saw the concept, which I think we talked about on, on our last episode. We kind of um, previewed a little bit. I like the concept of that, you know, sort of Freaky Friday switching bodies, uh, you know, a teenage girl. I think she's like a freshman in high school or something and uh, swapping with a freaking uh, a killer, a brutal killer. Mm-hmm. I like the concept. I didn't know who was in this film at all. You, you know, you're the one that recommended this. You're like, freaky. OK, cool. The way the movie started was eh. And then I see Vince Vaughn, who I hate Vince Vaughn <laughs> outside of uh, the internship, Wedding Crashers and Psycho. I hate everything with Vince Vaughn, except those three films. So I'm like, this is just a re- recipe for disaster. And as I'm getting into this movie and we'll get into the whole nitty gritty of it, Vince Vaughn himself not only won me over on himself and his acting, but on the film itself, mm. he completely, and I was telling my wife, I'm like, it's Vince Vaughn. Like I fucking hate Vince Vaughn, but to see him play that 14, 15, however old she's supposed to be 
character, he did it beautifully, masterfully. And um, the movie is a win for me because of him. Now, the girl, um, I forget what the girl's name is, um, uh, something Newton. I forgot her first name. So, Catherine, Catherine Newton, Newton, her name is. Yeah. She was she was great, but Vince Vaughn stole the show here 100%. Yeah. I mean, she she really didn't have much to do. She had to be brooding right. and whatever. I mean, she she did a good job for what she was, but this is really Vince Vaughn stealing the show. Um, the original title of this movie was supposed to be Freaky Friday the 13th, but they got hit. They're like, Friday the 13th, that's our shit. You can't use it. So they just abbreviated it to Freaky. I do like the title, Freaky Friday the 13th. Um, But, okay, so this movie opens up on a slasher scene. And it's something that I talked to you about before we did this review. And I said, well, I'm not down on Freaky. I, I it's, Overall, it was an enjoyable movie. But I really, Christopher Landon, bro, you tell me if you agree or not. But the slasher scene to open this up, I'm not saying it's groundbreaking or anything. But I really would just like to see him ditch all the extra shit and just make a straight up slasher movie because I think he can he writes some really good slasher scenes. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I don't want to see him go away from this genre because I feel like he's cornered the comedy horror genre because he did Happy Death Day and he did Happy Death Day to You. Um, and on this, he was uh, the director and he also wrote this as well. Okay. Uh, he was one of the writers. So the film... Not the concept, but the film itself, it, it kind of mirrors Happy Dead Day to you. It's comedy horror. The the lead is a pretty, you know, pretty blonde girl. So it's kind of the same exact thing. Obviously, the, the plot and the storyline is different, but I think he did good. And in Happy Death Day, they have some weird-ass kills as well in both yeah. Happy Death Days. And the kills in this are... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say groundbreaking, but they're really, really good. They're Not only are they good, but they're really thought out. And um, it's just it, it make a lot of them make sense. Um, just to, you know, obviously this is full spoiler. Just the one girl who got caught up in the freezer, and he comes, and I'm thinking you're just gonna get her. Okay, she's frozen. Cool. And even at that, it's like oh shit, crazy kill. But he took the one step extra to push her, see her fall down and breaking, you know, millions yeah. of pieces. So things like that, I I enjoyed. So the main thing I will say, go ahead. The main thing I will say, if if you watch this movie. Do not come into this movie thinking this is going to be a straight horror movie. If you do, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah. You have to come in knowing that this is going to be a horror comedy or comedy horror, however, whichever way you want to look at it. It's not a, a, a straight horror movie. Don't look at it that way or you will not. You'll hate this movie. And I think they did a good job in the in the, in the the trailer of letting you know that it's, it's what to expect. I really do think it set the tone very well. Uh, I would say um, Happy Death Day, the original. That original trailer didn't. I didn't know what I was getting into as far as it being a comedy. The second one, by then you know what you're getting into. But this one, I think, really did set a good tone. Um, so you know that opening slasher scene, uh, before the main character, we just it's it's a straight up slasher movie. There's the kids in the house partying. They get killed one by one. Uh, we find out that the the killer was in there for uh, that knife, and then we get a day in the life of the main character. Her name is Millie. Um. What did you think about the the tonal shift there? Did it was it too off putting to you, or because you knew what you were getting into when you started the movie it wasn't that off putting to you? Go ahead. Nah, it wasn't because we get that a lot nowadays. Like, um, look at Extraction, we which we reviewed a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. It starts up with the guy like freaking setting the house on fire. Sorry about that. It start it starts up with the guy freaking setting the house on fire, and then it, you see that that switch. Um, I will say though, when it went into that, you know, talking about Catherine Noon's family, the very first thing I noticed. And I'm just crazy this way. Um, I don't remember what I asked her for breakfast, but I remember shit like this. 
the mother in the film, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, yo, this chick looks really familiar. Like, I know this chick. And then I remember she was Judy May in the reboot of Night in the Living Dead, like 1990 or whatever it was. She was the girl, the girlfriend. I, I, she has the same face, even though it was, you know, 30 years ago, whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I remember the mom. And then, yeah, we, you know, we got to see Catherine Newton. We got to see like her background and her lifestyle. Some of the things didn't really make sense, I thought. Um, I had a little bit of issue with some of the writing. Um, she's a she's a pretty girl, so I don't understand how someone as pretty. Well, maybe that maybe that that I shouldn't say that because she's a pretty girl. But I was about to say I don't understand how someone as pretty as her gets bullied. But we see all the time actually pretty girls and pre, you know handsome guys, pretty girls. They do get bullied sometimes, unfortunately. So yeah, I guess I could see that. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the thing with this is, and this it does that thing that the trope in in movies and teen movies where. It's a pretty part. We clearly are pretty actress and it's like people ignore or don't recognize she's pretty. And then later in the movie, something happens. And then now all of a sudden, Oh, do you like there's a scene once they switch bodies and she comes to school, they're like, does she actually look cute? And it's like, she was always like, come on now. Let, th- this trope. She needs put to on a red away. jacket and wait, made to exactly. wear some makeup. The hell? There's exactly. nothing different. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, overall though, man, I I, I I enjoyed it, you know, just to give you an overall take on where I'm coming from. Um, can we talk about Blumhouse being another fucking genius again for a second? I mean, I don't know if you looked at the numbers here, but we have said so many times their format makes so much they'll they shine during COVID. Mm-hmm. Budget on this film was five million dollars. Right now, total gross is nine and a quarter. They've almost let's not look at the nine and a quarter, let's look at the percentage. They've doubled their budget. I don't care what it is. That's a success. Cause if you make a movie for a hundred million and you get 200 million out of it, it's a success. It cost them 5 million. They made 10 million for them. That's a success. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, it's not done making money yet. I mean, right. It's still in theaters, technically still on streaming. Um, yeah, we got a long, we it's, it's, it, it, it's going it, Blumhouse. It, it can't make a, a non-profitable movie. Like we said, the fucking, uh, Fantasy Island was profitable, and that movie was fucking Shit. trash. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to Blumhouse. Um, so we get the setting and the setup with the friends, and we get just kind of in this world now outside of that slasher scene, and then we get finally the killer being after Millie uh, with that sword. Now, did they give any reason why he targeted her with that with that knife? I don't think they did. She was just the wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What they didn't do though is that that whatever the hell that that item was supposed to be that he stabbed her with. I don't feel like they did a good enough job of of kind of explaining the backstory. I know you talked about a little bit and like the guy was looking up on his um on his phone a little bit of research whatever. But I would have liked to see a little bit more a little bit more um background on that and why it came to be and and etc. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is one of those things i feel like even even with happy death day to you right i mean happy death day they didn't really explain a lot of that until happy death day to you so right. it's it's kind of like you this is one of the conceits you're in this world it's a so it's a knife that makes people switch bodies even though that doesn't make any fucking sense but you know it, it is what it is um so then we we get after that scene and they wake up in each other the thing that i don't like about this right is that we see it all from her perspective before they switch bodies like she gets stabbed with the knife and we start seeing her personality change some, right? And it doesn't fully take hold until she wakes up in the morning where the killer's fully in her body. I would have liked to see that happening to Vince Vaughn's character 
as as his as his his evening goes along as his personality's changing or whatever as 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 they switch or whatever and then that doesn't happen at the end of the movie when they ultimately do switch back it's just instant so it's like right. that, that's a little weird there but um we get the lead up we know what's going to happen he wakes up he's in her body and we got that scene that we talked about she put on a red jacket hair gets pulled back now all of a sudden people think she's beautiful or whatnot but then we get the setting of a serial killer in a teenage girl's body in a high school which is just ripe ground for us a, a killer to be in sure and i think they executed that perfectly that first kill like you said with the girl in the um in the cryo chamber or whatever how she's just like hey you want to go and talk she's like yeah like you can just tell it's like and she's looking around and it's like oh she's finna kill this bitch and i love that shit i, lo- I think that they did a really really good job with setting you in this in this in this world the whole freaky friday setting you know they take it to a uh, granted so much so that we all know what freaky friday is but once the, these bodies are switched we don't get a lot of millie as the killer but we get a lot of vince vaughn but I mean, we'll talk about that but i do want to talk about millie as well because that as much as it's not focused on her being the killer does a really really good job and sets the tone in those early scenes yeah let me talk real quick about Catherine newton because um, while I agree with you, she didn't do a whole lot in this. She, the parts that she was in were great. And when that switch happened, when she turned into, you know, the killer and the, the, the body switch was made, man, she really, she really amped up her acting because at the beginning she was like this cute girl next door, innocent type. And just with the switch, man, she amped up the acting and she, she, it was legit. Like, yeah, she's a badass killer. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't. It didn't seem fake or 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 pushed or or forced. It seemed very very authentic. That oh yeah, the way she's acting in that, and even like her dialogue, her cursing and stuff like that. I thought she did did well. Um, she's she's gonna. I don't know what she's done in the past. I could have sworn I saw on her IMDb she was in Supernatural. Yes, I was just about. Yeah. Yes, she was in Supernatural. She was one of. I think she was actually a werewolf at one point, and they they cured her. But yeah, she was in Supernatural, and she was really good in her role in that show too. So she definitely has a future. Yeah, she definitely does. I'm I'm, I'm glad to see her. I wouldn't call this her breakout because she was in Detective Pikachu. Um, she was also in it was a TV show. Fuck, I I don't know. She was in another TV show where she was the main role, and it, and it did pretty good too. Big Little Lies. That's what it was. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, so she she's a actress on the rise. Still only 23 years old. So she's still really young. Um, So, yeah, she definitely showed a lot here. But continue, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I I thought she did really well, uh, again, in in the parts that she was. And even the supporting supporting cast, her uh, her two friends, uh, Nyla was the girl. And I forgot, I think the guy's name was Josh, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yeah, Josh, let me tell you, he's the, um, for me, Josh is the the unsung hero here because that dude is fucking hilarious, man. I, I would say 95% of, of this movie with me laughing either was coming from Vince Vaughn or, or Josh. Um, I don't know what he's been in. I don't know what his background's like, but his acting was really good. Nyla was good as well, but, but Josh, Josh for me, just, yeah. yeah. And he fact, was that one guy, yeah. And the fact that he, most of his scenes are with Vince Vaughn, and that he was able to still not be overshadowed by Vince fucking Vaughn. Um, don't know how old he is or anything like that, but he has comedic chops, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see. You know, I, I, as much as you know, a lot of movies, like, fuck, Bloodshot is getting a sequel, and that movie did terrible, and it came out technically right before COVID. But you really can't hold these COVID numbers against these movies. I really hope this movie gets a sequel. 
this is one that I would like to see you to see. Yeah, and the thing is, going back to what I was talking about about the the knife or whatever the hell it was that mm. he uh, he stabbed her with, I feel like if they would have told more backstory, that could lead to a a, a um a sequel. But then again, as I'm saying this, that could be the 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 uh, the sequel when they give you more backstory on that. A concept like this, you could do a hundred of these movies. Oh yeah, uh, literally a hundred of these movies, and it could be all kinds of different stuff. I can easily see the sequel to this being that uh, Millie and her friends see that the knife got stolen, and they're like, "We we we're the only ones who knows what this what this does. We have to figure out what's going on here." Not even that the, that the killer is after them again, but they're after trying to find out whose bodies got switched because they know what the knife does. Go ahead. Well, I wasn't even thinking along the lines of Millie. I was thinking along the lines of a whole new set, a whole new cast, just a whole new, um, the same concept, Mm -hmm. but just a whole new set of characters where it's a different killer and a different girl or a killer and a guy or a killer and his mom or a killer and his son. Uh, Like just this whole body swap thing is a concept that there's so many different permutations. I think it'll make for a good, good, good uh, film. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right. Well, so, you know, what, what was the standout kill in this movie to you? Standout kill. Um, there were, there were a few, um, I, I don't know if I could pick one necessarily. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Um, can't really think of any, uh, you, the only one I, I kind of remember is the, the cryo chamber one I'm trying to remember. And then, um, there was the kill in the, cl- in the, in the, um, maybe the saw, that's what I was gonna say with the teacher. Yeah, the saw and, the, and that yeah. that one. So that scene. Let's go over the the underrated the, the underrated magic in that scene, because you have a killer who's been who's Vince Vaughn, who's what Vince Vaughn seven two. This this physically. No, he's not seven two. Vince crazy. Vaughn is seven something, bro. No, bro. There's no he, way. He has to be. Hold on. I would say like he's six seven. Uh, let me let me look that shit up. If he's seven two, that's nuts. I didn't realize. I know he's a tall six five, six five. Okay, between yeah, our two, say, six five. Yeah. All right, that makes more sense. But this this physically demanding dude who makes sense as a serial killer, right? You go through your big brooding, and so we get. He's now in this girl's body, and the teacher is kicking his motherfucking ass. <laughs> well, her ass because he's in the right. female's body. It's a chick, yeah, and yeah. you see, like, and that that realization on his face of fuck, I'm getting my. I'm not you. I'm used to being able to beat anybody into submission and then to see everything go through he's like i'm going to the principal now you go to the principal's office and just him realizing all right i have to switch my game plan here i'm not going to be able to overpower people and that's when he starts realizing the power of being an unassuming girl or whatever and then finally beating his ass well getting him down to the point where she can put him on the saw was just such great storytelling bro it was so much told in that story, in that in that scene, that was just fucking amazing. Yeah, I think that's why I think it's because it's not only the kill, but it's everything that that encompasses the kill and everything wrapped around it as well. The scene, the dialogue, etc. Like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 that's one of the things that both on both sides, and they tell the story of Millie being in Vince Vaughn's body and realizing she's strong as fuck and yeah. like you're like when the time that the the guy was bullying her in the bathroom and he like picks him up like all the that. A great thing because a lot of movies in this would have done is that they wouldn't even talked about it and then there would have been this 13 year old girl who has a serial killer in her body now beating people's ass and nobody would have asked the question like all right nobody can whoop this 13 year old 13 year old girl's ass 14 16 <laughs> whatever oh she's supposed to be so i love that they actually use that as a story point of that just that just shows the great writing that was in this film yeah i i agree and while she's a 16 year old girl or whatever she's still a killer 
that has the killer traits. So she, it's believable she has the strengths and and stuff like that. It's just like Vince Vaughn, and um, you know, she he's anxious and timid, and as a sixteen, you know, scared sixteen year old girl would be. So it's the you know it's the same concept. So yeah, I had absolutely no issues with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What let else? Me, let me ask you this. Let me ahead. ask you this question because. I know it's not directly the same thing, but the concept is kind of the same. How do you, how do you, um, in terms of similarities or which was done better, this movie and the way the, the body swapping was done versus something like Child's Play, where, uh, you know, Charles Lee Ray, I think that was the, the guy's name, mm-hmm. went into Chucky? That's a great question. Um, well, they're different in this sense, right? If Charles Lee Ray went into, or when he went into Chucky, Chucky was an inanimate object. And even when he was going to switch places with the boy who I'm missing his name right now, it, he would have took over his body and the boy would have basically disappeared. This one with the body switching, it being done via a knife is a little weird to me because it's like, all right, what if he would have accidentally stabbed her in her fucking heart and she would have yeah. died? Then what would have happened? Um, but I like, I, I like the... The way that it looked, how like it turned into looking like it was in an Aztec temple or whatever. Like, I like that, but there's something creepy about a doll standing over you <laughs> trying to get in your body, bro. It's just more creepy because you they have to do this spell. Like, just being stabbed randomly doesn't really give that time to set that tone as much. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to a doll, especially a doll like that. It's like a, it's not like an evil, the look of it is not an evil doll. It's like a normal doll yeah. with a big, you know, smile and everything. So, yeah, I think that aspect, in terms of the way it's done, um, it's very similar, but also not similar because, like, one was done with the stab, the other one was sort of like a spell, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, uh, you know curse or whatever um so yeah i you know i i think they're both great um for their own sort of movie yeah i mean they're completely different movies so i i get i there's different tones but yeah i'm over like bro there's so much to like about this movie there really is the one thing and i i guess we disagreeing let's get into it i love it when we disagree about stuff not to argue but it's just it's good for conversation right you say that you hope he doesn't lose the comedy horror thing. The reason why I would love to see him make a straightforward slasher movie, I mean, there's always comedy in horror. We talked about this before, how comedy, horror, they go hand in hand because it's it's difference of tones, opposite tones. You get somebody to laugh and then people die. But this over, this, this, this heavy leaning comedy, I would like to see him just at least make one movie that's just a straightforward slasher because I really think he has some great sensibilities with death scenes, slasher tone which is great in horror movies and i just i don't know bro like that first happy death day the scene the killer scenes in that were great the scenes in this were great and i just think as much as we like it i don't think there's like i think scary movie that franchise put a sour taste in people's mouths for movies like and while those were straight comedy those are straight comedy they weren't horror comedy those are straight comedy to me but I really think that for some people, because Happy, Happy Death Day 2, which was a really good movie, a great horror comedy, didn't have the success of the first one because I think just the mainstream audience doesn't want to see it. What do you think, bro? No, 100%. 100%. And I'm not saying that um, uh, Langdon, sh- uh, Langdon, that's his last name, right? Uh, the di- director? Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, Langdon. Landon, Christopher Landon. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that he shouldn't make a straight um, horror movie. And, and keep the comedy out. Cause like you said, at the end of the day, there's always comedy and horror. Yeah. Um, 
He should, but I don't want to see him shy away from this genre that he's been successful at with the first Happy Death Day and this one. Uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this movie you could count as a success. It's it's double its its budget in terms of revenue mm. during COVID. Uh, anywhere, everywhere you check, it has pretty good ratings. Um, on IMDb, I want to say it was like a 6.9, which for IMDb is really freaking good. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, when I checked last, audience score was 84%, I believe. And even more impressive, the friggin', um, the critic score was like 81%, I think. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes, they're usually very hard-pressed to get people good uh, ratings, but even this movie got a good rating, like 81%, I think. So all intents and purposes, it's a success, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got a point there. Um, Christopher Landon, who is the son of Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie. and Really? Yeah, Did not know that. That is his son. Um, cool. Just go over some of his writing credits. He wrote Disturbia, which was uh, Shia LaBeouf. That was a pretty yes. good movie. Um, Dirty Sexy Money he was a writer on, which is a TV show. Don't know if you watch it. It was on Amazon Prime. No. Paranormal Activities 2, 3, and 4 he was writers Yo, on. Those are fire. Those are really good. Those are probably some of the best of the series. Um, yeah. Especially 3. I really did like Paranormal Activity 3. Um, he even did Paranormal Activity the Mark 1s. Uh, he did Viral. He was the writer on that. And then Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You and Freaky. So he is a really good writer. Like, he hasn't, the only movies he's direct he directed uh, the Paranormal Activity Mark 1s. I have to go back and watch that one. And then he's directed all the Happy Death Day and, and this Freaky movie. Um, so, I mean, he, he, talent. Like, we can't, you, the talent can't be denied. He's going to have a long career left ahead of him, and he should. I think him working with Blumhouse is a great place because not a lot of studios would have given him the ability to do movies like like he's done, period. Go well, ahead. I think something really important for him to get work, just based on that, what you just told me, I don't know, I have no idea what the budget for Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day 2 um, to you was. However, I do know the budgets for Paranormal Activities um, most of the budgets weren't like completely horrendous, mm -hmm. and also like this one was five million. So he's a writer where to do his film, you don't necessarily need high budgets, which is you know for someone like Blumhouse, that's that's perfect, you know. And for a lot of directors, if you can get a hit where you're not you know, spending you know shitloads of money, well, who wouldn't want that? And the, let's so Happy Death Day, but the original four point eight million dollar budget box office one hundred and twenty five million. Jesus Christ. What about to you? Do you know? Happy Death Day to you budget was $9 million. That box office was $64.6 million. So what that's the fuck? Saying. That's still great, but though. But still, but it, it down to half. And that's why yeah. I say if he was in a traditional studio, your, set, your sequel doing half the box office as your original would have ended you. But luckily, he's in Blumhouse where everything's fucking profitable. So they're right. like, yeah, we'll give you another. We're going to make some money off of it anyway. And I think him working within that Blumhouse structure... You know, does everything stagnate after a while? It can, but I think it's going to be really good for him because he's probably going to get a sequel to Freaky. Like I said, he should. I think he should because of COVID and everything going on. Or let hell, let him write whatever comes that comes to him and he's passionate about. Let him let him take what what's let's do that. What is another genre bending thing that he can do? So Happy Death Day to You is basically Groundhog's Day horror version. This is Fre Freaky Friday horror version of Freaky Friday. What's something you'd like to see him do next? Mm. I don't know, that's a good question. But yeah, it looks like he's taking these concepts and, and you know, he can turn them into something. Um, I can't really think of anything. What do you have? 
I would like to see, I don't know how this will work. So this is just what comes to mind. I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about this literally seconds. Um, why not do a horror version of a Disney, Disney princess movie? Oh yeah. that could be cool. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how that would work. Like what the concept would be. I think they have something like that. Didn't they do Cinderella or Snow White? They like, did. There, yes. was a, there was a Cinderella, uh, I think, was or was it Snow White? I know there was a series, too, that I watched. I don't remember the name of yeah, it off yeah, the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, it's called Enchanted or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah like that. That, was, that, was, that was really more more gritty, but I yeah, don't know. And Snow as well, but I don't know if that's Disney, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would love to see, like, a, a total genre-bending thing. I don't, like, I'm trying to think. Like, that that would be something. I don't, I don't know what else I can go to off the top of my head. What else is a genre thing? Let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think um, what sort of movies we've had. And um, there's like, uh, you had Time Travel and Back to the Future. I was just about to say, that's what just came to my mind. What yeah. about a horror version of Back to the Future? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of sick. Where you go back in time, how would they do that, though? I don't know. I don't know. I trust them, though. Christopher Landon is a great writer. Like, that's the thing is that Blumhouse gives these people the uh, opportunities to do what they're passionate about. And that's really what I would like to see. Whatever, he, whatever he's passionate about next, let him do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. Anything left on this movie that you want to talk about? Uh, the last thing I really want to talk about, it, uh, which we haven't really discussed, is the ending. Yes. Um, Clearly. So we actually got uh, a sort of a false finish. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you want to kind of paint the story for everybody on how that worked, but um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the false finish. Did you like that idea? Because nine times out of ten, you, when when they were like sitting by the ambulance, he kisses the, she kisses the dude. Mm-hmm. That's and then the mom comes. Normally you get roll credits, yeah. But we got like another ten minutes, yeah. um. And I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I'm kind of I'm happy because we got we got a resol more more of a realistic resolution sort of. We got that because I feel like the ending was so rushed. You didn't you didn't get that battle between Millie and Vince Vaughn's character, mm-hmm. but the the real ending. You, you you got that sort of battle, even though that even that kind of felt a little bit rushed. Yeah, it did feel rushed, but I think it, it was because maybe they did just want to go to that trope, right? They didn't like it. It was one of those things that would have been too clear to do. Um, I'm happy that it, was I cool with the false finish. You know, it it replaced the thing that happens in every scary movie where the the killer gets has that one last jump one scare more. or whatever. So rather than do a one last jump scare, it was a no, this motherfucker isn't dead, and he's coming for your ass. So it, it, it was better than in that point, and it went back to the tone in that first scene. Like, it, it switched tones again. It stopped being comedy at that point. When he shows up in at her house, that was a normal scene you would see in a horror movie for the most part, and I, and I did enjoy it there. Yeah, when I saw, like, the pulse, you know, the thing they put on your finger to test the pulse, mm-hmm. and it was, like, empty... I thought the movie was going to end right there, yeah. which basically leaves it open for a sequel. Like he's still alive. Um, you know, it's kind of like how they did um, Don't Breathe, um, how they ended that. Sort of the same thing where, okay, he's alive. The movie didn't end. Leave it. It's open for interpretation now. So I thought it was going to be done like that. But then we got more of it. And I was like, okay, cool. But at that point, you sort of know he's going to show up because why are they showing this? Exactly. So you, you kind of know he's going to show up. And um, yeah, I, I have no issues with it it's just um i wish we got a little bit more the duration on this movie is not that long it's an hour and 36 minutes what is that 96 minutes which which is not not that long um i think if they would have done an extra 15 minutes more of this movie and spend in in the ways of giving a little bit more backstory to that 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 the, the knife or whatever the fuck that was that he stabbed it with mm-hmm, the dola. and also yeah the dola and also give us like another five minutes more with the ending 
Um, I think it. I think it'd be a solid movie. But even taking away those things, it's still a solid movie either way. Yeah, very solid. Let's get into the ratings. Let's talk about how solid it was. What's your rating for this film? Um, I thought about this a lot. Um, what I wanted to rate this, and I, I kind of was kicking around six and a half, six and three quarters. But as you know, a, a lot of the times when I, I I give my rings, when I'm trying to figure out between one or two things, I ask myself, would I ever rewatch this? Mm-hmm. And the answer to, the, to that question for this particular movie is yes, I would rewatch this. If it's shown on TV, I'd absolutely rewatch this again. So for that reason, I'm going to go ahead and give this a seven out of ten. It's a solid rating. Um. So again, I I enjoyed this movie, and this rating for people may hear this and think, "Well, did you did you enjoy it or did you not?" I absolutely enjoyed this movie. Would I watch again? Absolutely. Um, I don't know, bro. Like something about it too just let, won't let me rate it a seven. It's a six and a half for me. And as much as we talk, you see, mo- I was I wasn't really down on a lot, and I don't know why I get I still get that feeling of left. Like I maybe I wanted more. Maybe I thought it could have been a little bit better. Um, just like tighten some things up. Maybe, maybe it was explaining more things, but it was a good movie, but not a great movie. And for that, I have to give it in six and a half. You know, it's really funny though, because historically, if you listen to the film frequency, this sort of movie historically, Hayes would probably give it a seven out of 10. And I probably would give it like a five and a half, six out of 10. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, for whatever reason, it's kind of flip flopped. We both agree. It's still a pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, but typically for this type of movie, you would give it a higher rating and I would kind of sh- not necessarily shit on it, but for the, I would probably be saying what you're saying and you would be saying what I'm saying. So you never know what you're going to get on the film frequency. You never That's, know who's going to like what. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, solid movie. Christopher Landon, Vince Vaughn, standout, uh, standout writer and director, standout actor in this role. I wouldn't mind seeing them work together again. Um, we know that some directors end up having people that they just continually work with. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I wouldn't mind seeing if they can somehow link this and maybe he does another one and it's a shared universe with like Happy Death Day to you and this. Do that shit. I'd love to see uh, Trail, I think is her name from Happy Death Day, and Millie, whatever. All the, I would love to see that. As a matter of fact, um, I'm 99.9% positive. If you go on IMDb and check the trivia section, mm-hmm. I think the original concept was to sort of have a crossover type thing between this mm-hmm. and Happy Death Day. To, um, Happy Death Day, and I don't know for whatever reason they, they decided not to go that route. Well, there you go. Great, great shit. Um, they got nominated for Critics Choice Awards for this uh, movie. This actually got nominated. It's not one of the major award shows, but just to point out that how recognized this movie is, got uh, nominated for Best horror movie uh vince vaughn got nominated for best actor in a horror movie like the critics choice critics choice super award so it's oh okay okay it's okay it's not the critics choice because i'm uh, like whoa they came out with they came out with freaking um nominations already (laughs) and then uh catherine newton got nominated for best villain in the movie um for any you know like i said it's not one of the major award shows but it just it just goes to show that people are recognizing how good this movie is um so yeah that that's it but uh, bro, you got if you got nothing left, we're gonna go to hell home. That's it for this. What we got coming up? Uh, we haven't really decided yet, have we? Um, well, we were gonna do um just to kind of peel behind the curtains. We were gonna do casino because mm-hmm. this is the um thirtieth, uh, I believe it's the thirty year anniversary. But we decided to actually hold that back and maybe do a series with with um, mafia type movies. So we're gonna hold that back. So um, we don't know. We have a couple things in the work. Obviously, Christmas coming up, coming up. Uh, holiday season coming up so we'll probably do some some of those um i mean we could do the we could do the you know if you want to do the international movie next week 
Ah, JB has been asking me for a while to watch a Bollywood movie. We did say that we will be doing a review on a Bollywood movie. So that may be what's coming up next week. So be on the lookout for me to be completely out of my wheelhouse. Um, This is going to be one of the first times where I'm probably going to see a movie by a director, an actor, and a genre. All at the same time that is completely new to me. Yeah, and um, for 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 those who who have seen Bollywood movies, because Bollywood movies are actually pretty um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in America, it's pretty popular. The movie I'm picking is a movie called Kalhonaho. Um, and uh, the the star in the movie is someone named Shahrukh Khan, and there's tons of people who know he's 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 a world worldwide celebrity. Um. He's basically like for the longest time. He's now towards the the end part of his career, um, doing different roles. You know, not that he used to do, but he is probably when you talk about Mount Rushmore, he's always going to be the, that the number one spot in Mount Rushmore. And the director um, is probably the best director in in uh, in Bollywood, and his name is Karen Johar. It's a guy, and um, yeah, easily to me the best director, and Shah Rukh Khan is easily the best actor um, in the history of Bollywood and the best director in the history of Bollywood. So I'm kind of nervous, as I told you off camera. I'm nervous because this is sort of a rom-com type movie, but Bollywood, rom-coms usually are like some of the best movies. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how you like it. We'll see how the people like it. Well, there you have it, bro. Uh, can't wait. Can't wait. to. I always enjoy doing and broadening my horizons. I swear, if you get me on this Bollywood kick after this shit, I'm fuck you oh uh, <laughs> no it's, it's just it's really really fun to, to get into the genre of movies that i've never cracked into before and so we'll see yeah maybe we should do one together not bollywood like later on like a like a, a thing that neither of us have watched um i don't know what that would be we'll we'll do some research and and yeah because I'm, I'm like you i like getting into that unknown element mm. um i've never seen a uh a, a, a what is it a Portuguese movie in my life, mm. and I saw a movie called City of God, which I know damn well oh, you know I've what seen that City is. Of God. Yeah. Right, but yeah. that was the first Portuguese movie I ever seen. Also, a, 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 a genre, not a genre, but a type of movie that doesn't get a lot of praise. A country is French. French, the French make some really fucking good movies. Um, not necessarily on the level of Japanese and South Korean, but they make some damn good movies. I've seen some French movies in the past. Really, really good. Yeah, uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo is originally a French movie, isn't it? Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, I didn't. Think, oh, I didn't even know. I didn't I know. I believe so. No, you know what? Maybe that's German. That may be a German movie. Um, yeah, they make some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's it, bro. Go ahead and give them your social media. Let's get the hell up out of here. I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1-J-B. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thefilmfrequencypod at gmail.com. And if you want to join our amazing Facebook group, just search The Film Frequency on Facebook. We are the number one movie podcast in the world. Uh, not officially yet, but it will be coming very shortly. And we will On see. my charts, we are. <laughs> we will see you lovely and beautiful people next week with a Bollywood movie. Peace. You hit the beat, got the world on a string. To live forever, you'll do anything. Had your eggs, grab the diamond ring. This is an art to do everything. Take a ride
Why did we start to believe? 